Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off the rule of 20-sided die. I'm Jordan. And I'm Cody. How's it going, Cody? Well, we're recording finally, which is good, <laughs> despite all of my best efforts. Yeah, despite you trying to just throw this show straight into the garbage can, we're recording. Let me tell you, I feel a little bit bad about yesterday, but here's what happened. Check it oh, out. No. This is a little gross. So... I was away for work on Monday and Tuesday. We usually record on Thursday. On Tuesday, Bombadil was sick all over the house. Just like shotgun vomit everywhere, right? <laughs> Dude, then, that oh, that is a disgusting way to put it. Wednesday night, I get... Or no, Wednesday, Tuesday night, I get home. Yeah, Tuesday night, I get home. And it like... It doesn't smell right in our bedroom because the dog was sick. And like Mandy tried to clean it up. And I just don't think it got all of it. And also, it's hard to clean up vomit and have it smell good in a room the next day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then, Wednesday night, like, at 3 in the morning, I'm pretty sure Bombadil just threw up all under our bed. Just, like, everywhere under our bed. Because he likes crawling under our bed. So then... Bombadil is his dog, by the way, for anybody who doesn't know. Yes, this is sorry. Weird. My, my corgi, my, my very small corgi Bombadil threw up all over under my bed. So then... You know, Wednesday I go to work, or no, Thursday then, I go to work, I come home, I'm all set to record with Jordan, and then I realize, like, my bedroom still smells like warm dog vomit, and if I record with Jordan, I'm not going to have time to clean up the bedroom, and I'm like, I can't sleep in a puke room, (laughs) I I I can't do that, so me and Mandy spent the night cleaning up our bedroom, which was a great idea, and it now smells nice in there, and no longer looks like a dog threw up everywhere. As, but, as disappointed as I was that we didn't record, I understand that you have life to take care of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when your dog throws up all over it, it gets harder. Like, like you, you text me, he's like, is it okay if I clean? He's like, yeah. It's, I was like, I would prefer to record, but yeah, you can go clean. I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, no, you have to sleep in your puke-filled room because we have a show to record. Yeah, I mean, our, our blanket, too. He got everything. It was bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty gross, dude. It it was it was not fun. I had to crawl under my bed and scrub puke. Ugh. Anyways, how are you doing? Any- what have you been reading lately? <laughs> um, I have not been reading anything, but other. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been watching, doing, enjoying? What have you? Um, yeah. What have you been passionate about lately, Jordan? So what? What? Um, I recently started by recently like. Three weeks ago, since we haven't really talked about stuff, I started the anime JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and I've just been obsessed with it because it's so good and so weird and so flamboyant and just, I love it so much. And the story is weird as heck. I think I've heard of it, I just don't know anything about it. Yeah, it's been around since the 80s, actually. Oh, really? And okay. They, and, they just, and they just started the anime like not too long ago. But, like, the manga has been around since the 80s. And it's just, oh, it's hard to explain okay, because it's, it. it does one of those things where, like, every, like, there's different parts. And every part is with different characters and set in a different timeline. But they're loosely connected. So, but it, it's really good. I I would say if you go to watch it, just bear with me on the first season because it's kind of it. Eh, but the second season and on are just amazing. Like the, fir- well, the first nine episodes are kind of for hmm? what? 
I said I'm looking up art for it right now, and yeah, it looks it looks just a little strange. It's it's bizarre. It's just the absolutely flamboyant and crazy. It just oh god, it, it's fun and just like overly muscly dudes who are all supposed to be like eighteen and nineteen. <laughs> Ew, that kind of makes it gross. Oh, dude, it's it's great because it's like comments like that guy's as big as an ox. It's like yeah, it's like but he's eighteen and he has like muscles the size of my head. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah what have you been doing for 18 years jordan not working out constantly apparently oh yeah in the third part they completely does like just completely change the battle like style and everything and instead of using like the energy of light they start using these things called stands which is like the um physical representation of your psychic power it is it's crazy everybody's stand has a different power and um <laughs> Like, there was one character whose stand literally sucks out people's souls if they um, lose a bet with him. And another person whose stand magnetizes people. It's just, it gets crazy. There's a lot of dudes in crop tops in this Yeah! <laughs> and it just don't be discouraged by how weird it looks. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> it, it's one so of those things. weird! Because, I, like, a long time ago, I watched, like, the first few episodes. I was like, dude, this sucks. And I had so many people, <laughs> I had so many people like, no, you have to watch it. It's actually good to like get past the first nine episodes. They're going to be rough. Get past them. And it was like, and I actually got into the first nine episodes. Like, okay, this isn't too bad. And then the second season is just like, okay, this is great. Third season, like I'm, I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm completely sold. But that's, that's what I've been doing. Um, there was something else, but that's really the main thing. Oh, and then I started watching the Punisher season two, which yeah, it's fine. I, I don't know. I haven't watched much marvel shows i haven't watched any like of like Luke the season Cage. twos except for the um punisher season two is the only one other than daredevil i've watched yeah i kind of daredevil season two i didn't like i didn't like jessica jones and halfway through luke cage i started hating luke cage luke cage was um, great but then when they killed off Coppermouth, it just went downhill yeah basically when shades was not um what's his name diamondback was that who it was yeah We've talked about this before, but the fact that Shades was not the main villain, the fact that they shoehorned in like a weird sibling for Luke Cage that you had no connection to. Yeah, and then he was um, like, he was just his, all the in- acting was just over the top, and it it just made it, it seem was just cor- bad. It just made it seem corny after having this like Mahershala Lee like is an amazing actor and delivered an amazing performer performance as Coppermouth, and then we had Stryker or Diamondback just be like the worst over the top like reading yeah. Bible verses and like oh I will defeat you with righteousness like what the heck are you doing dude he really did have a strange delivery like I don't know if it was bad or it was overacted bad. or why it was overacted because it shouldn't have been but he my, my favorite characters yeah my favorite characters just got set to the background because by the end of the show, I was watching it mostly for Shades and uh, what was her name? Um, she doesn't have a clever nickname. She owned the club. Oh, Mariah. Yes, that's it. Which her, <laughs> you know, I think like her, her comic have... book name is Black Mariah. Which, I mean, they kind of just dropped the black. <laughs> they kind of just dropped the black because, you know, we can see. It seems a little weird for her name to be Black Mariah. Yeah. Yeah, but... um, Yeah, but... 
that was like my favorite part of the show, and then it just kind of got like whatever they don't matter, and I'm like, oh, like well, Cottonmouth was a great like the show's bad. Cottonmouth was a great, 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 great villain, and then it's just like let's replace him for um Striker, who meh. Yeah, like I thought him dying was surprising. Like that was like I was shocked. Yeah, I was very surprised by that scene, and I was like, I'm ready for. The combination of Mariah and Shades to be like this cool power team that is an actual threat for Luke Cage. And it's just like, nah, guy in a super suit. Yeah. Like, really? A guy in like a green, awkward looking super suit? That last like fight that they did looked so corny. Yeah. It just is not good. The whole thing just played really corny. But yeah, so that's. All I've been doing. The Punisher was great. It was just brutal for brutal's sake. But I'm watching season two, and it's just it's it's more of the same stuff so far. Yeah, um, I saw some good stuff, Jordan, that I want to talk to you about. Yeah. Oh, and Kingdom Hearts three came out, and I'm waiting to buy it because you know, eh. <laughs> but I am excited <laughs> about it. Anyways, Mandy wants to get a PlayStation three so she can play it or four. four? Gosh, I'm four. old. I'm an old, old man. I mean, you guys can just come hang out with me, you know, three, four hours away. <laughs> yeah, to, pl- to play Kingdom Hearts. Anyway, what's, what have you been enjoying recently, bro? Uh, Jordan, I saw Into the Spider-Verse. Right? Right? Jordan, it was so good. I told you. It was, it was stupid good. Okay, so just really quick. Everybody's like all up and like they're excited. They're Black Panther is like up for an Oscar nomination. But honestly... Spider-Verse, I think, was the way better movie. Oh my gosh, it was... Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's it's the best superhero movie I've seen. I'm trying to think of a better one. Like, maybe Guardians 2 was kind of better in some ways. I, I but, loved Black Panther so much, but Spider-Verse blew me away in every way possible. Yeah, it was... Like, not just in the story and the characters that were creative and well done... And an interesting way of doing it. But the animation was so smart and was done so beautifully. And it's one of those things where animation can be lazy. Like you can just green screen crap together and call it a movie. Or it can be its own art form and they can use it to tell a story and tell you things about a character. And the style of that movie was incredible. It had had so much style and just... Each of the characters were animated slightly different, especially um, Penny Parker, the um, Asian robot Spider-Man. She yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. done in like a traditional, almost traditional anime way. Then Spider-Ham was done more of a cartoonized way. It's just yeah. the way they did all that was so spot on. It was beautiful. The soundtrack matched. Like You love Miles yeah. as a character. You love Miles as a character, the main character, but then you also love every single other Spider-Man. Like, even... <laughs> Even older, like, disheveled Peter Parker was just amazing. All of it. I... Okay, so... The animation for Old Man Peter Parker (laughs) was kind of my favorite, even though it really does... Like, the way Miles was done was the coolest. The way, like, Old Peter Parker was done, I loved that he was an effortless Spider-Man. He wasn't showy. He wasn't flashy. He didn't try hard. He just walked through life as Spider-Man because he had done it for so long. Like, you never saw him making an effort. He didn't need to. 
He has done this so many billion times. He's not trying anymore. He just walks through it. <laughs> like the thing where there's like a million bad guys and he's just like, we're going to walk past them. And he's like, shouldn't we do something? He's like, nah, it's not worth it. <laughs> like, we'll just walk past and I, them. And I like how he was wearing sweatpants with his spider outfit. <laughs> just... Yeah. And all the scenes where just show yeah, how just... like out of shape he was were just so funny. Yeah, he was all dumpy. And I liked how he was just like, ah, oh, we gotta get a, I don't know, a goober. We're just gonna call it a goober, because there's always there's al- one. Yeah, there's always I a goober. I don't care. It's, and they did a fun just play on the whole superhero thing, just, and it was a good yeah. origin story without, like, doing the normal origin story things where he has to fight someone who has a similar power to him. And, like, they did such a good job. It was just so stylized and so different. And... I don't. It just blew me away because the first trailer I saw was when they first announced it, and I'm like, really? It's like they're just gonna do an anime Spider-Man. They're not gonna do live action. It's like it's like they're not even trying. Then the second trailer, I'm like, oh my god, I need to see this movie. And then in the movie, I just sat there. Yeah, because it was just beautiful. Blown away the whole time in the movie. It's like this. This is this is great. This is just great. What? And I uh, I, I shed, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. I shed a tear. I actually cried during that movie. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, it's deserved. It it was so well done. And, I mean, it's hard to, like, I don't know. Like, you pointed out that, like, the soundtrack was well done. But the way the music, the visuals, the acting, like, the emotional beats all lined up so well. Like, that you could feel the growth of the character in every part of it. Like, the soundtrack matched up. The visuals changed and grew as the character did. And just the use of color and making everything, like, look interesting and not dull and drab, which is such a refreshing thing, you know, because movies now are, like, the thing is to be gray and grim and miserable. And it's just like, nah, it's going to be in Technicolor, and you're still going to take it seriously, and you're going to care still. And it wasn't, it didn't follow that thing that they're doing with superhero movies now, making them, like, super dark. It had its like dark moments, but it wasn't this super like oh edgy darkness the whole time. And it was one of no, my favorite genres, which was be, coming yeah. of age. It was a coming of age story. I loved it. Well, and that's like what Spider-Man yeah. is, you know, like he is the coming of age superhero in a lot of ways. And I thought that having like having the kind of setup for him be that like he kind of fails Peter Parker and then Peter Parker dies and he has to try to step up. I thought that was a great setup for it. And like, even though, yeah, it was like colorful and silly. I liked that the emotional moments held weight, like the part where his uncle dies and he's like sitting in his room and all the other Spider-Mans show up and they're like, we're probably the only people that yes. get what it's like to feel like you failed and had someone die. Like, cause it's what has happened. Like, to that that is us. the Spider-Man trope. We've all had someone like die. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, that didn't feel silly. Like there was a pig delivering those lines and it didn't feel yeah, silly. It, you know? it, I, I will have to say <laughs> it is at the top of my list of the Marvel movies. I think it's number one. It is yeah. number one. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I said, I'm I'm having trouble thinking of one that's better. Like the closest thing is some of the Guardian stuff. I think is pretty good. I just I think this but was more heart because that one also was kind of refreshing. And I I Sorry, just no, think it ahead. was just more heartfelt than anything Marvel has ever delivered. Yeah, and I mean the 
the way the family and Miles, like, that relationship felt very real and grounded and it wasn't, like, played and for even goose, little things that was... they did, like, they didn't subtitle his mom, which I thought was a great choice. Yeah, I liked that. I did like that. Like, it was fun. Yeah, it's just they made, like, um, every choice they made was pretty good. I don't think there's anything that I have, like, a critique on. There was maybe one scene which was like, oh, too much color at once. But other than that, I... I don't think it was bad. Well, and that was the other thing. That movie was chaos, and you always followed yes. the action. You know what I mean? Like, you think about a Transformers movie that's just soup on a screen, and you can't tell yes. what's happening. The movie, like, flowed together well enough that even in these completely chaotic scenes that were beautiful to watch and exciting to watch, you could follow what was happening the whole time. Yeah, it was just, it was such a cool movie. I was I was very glad that I you know, got to see it in theaters. Um, but yeah, I was yeah, blown no, away. I, I can't wait till it comes out. I mean, I thought I was going to like it, but yeah, I want to oh. watch it again. I just want to oh, keep yeah, watching. No, it. I definitely want to see it again and again. I've been listening to the soundtrack a lot this week because it's really, really good. <laughs> yeah. So have I, <laughs> it, it's really good. Yeah. Once I got done with the movie, <laughs> I know. And, and that's, uh, Oh, gosh. and they also this, did actually make a Christmas album with a couple of songs. The Spider-Man sings Christmas, which I think was the perfect tie in ever. Oh, that's Spidey funny. Bells, Spidey bells. Well, and even the setup at the beginning, like I loved that, you know, he had to write an essay about great expectations and like, that's the movie, you know? And I thought that was a clever, like it was a smart thing that they did. Um, yeah, just everything about that movie was was pretty slick. Yeah. But uh, I'm gonna say I also saw the Shape of Water. That doesn't matter. Spider Man. Oh, I mean it was pretty good though. I, I don't know. I don't know if it. it's my kind of movie. Romance with the swamp. I mean, romance fish sex with in the it. Um, creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. what it is. But it's not bad. It's good. The it's only good movie. scene it's I like, cause I've seen like scenes from it, but the, I saw like the the penis, the penis thing or whatever when she motions. Like, how does it work? It's just like, it was like, oh, oh god. <laughs> oh, that no, that was actually really funny. That yeah. was that was. I a actually, good scene. I haven't seen a movie in a while, so I think I I might do that this weekend. I don't know. The it's Lego movie is out, but it's, I don't think it's something I want to see in theaters. I might, I might, it might just work out timing wise that I can go and see that movie. So I will, you know, cause I, I think know. someone's going to come I and have watch Graham. The, I and bought Mandy Blade Runner 2049 or whatever. So I might watch that. You know, I'm going to level with you. I've tried to watch it twice and I fell asleep. Doesn't mean it's a bad movie. Just means I was tired because yeah. I have a kid. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> so, have that and I also I don't have know Straight bad. Compton. I have not I seen. I want to see Straight Outta Compton just because the NWA is pretty cool. <laughs> that's that's understandable. But Suge Knight is like the most terrifying man ever. Who? Yeah, any producer, terrifying man, criminal. Um, he actually during oh, okay. the um, filming of that movie, he he's in jail now because he ran over someone during the filming of that movie on purpose. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, what? Oh wait. Sorry, no, 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 no finish I was going to say Shook Knight's a monster. No, have you, th- have you seen the documentary for the Fire no, Festival? No, I haven't, but everybody's talking about it. I really want to watch that. I might have to watch you, that this weekend. It, it's kind of, inf- I am legitimately angry. Like, parts of that thing made me very, 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 very angry. Um, mostly because, um, 
Like, I don't care about the rich kids that got screwed out yeah, of their which money. Is what everybody's like, saying. That's a dick move and it's not fair. Um, like you shouldn't do that. It's a bad thing to do. You should go to jail for that. What I do care about is the fact that um that concert venue and uh catering and all of the construction to try to make that thing happen was basically slave labor. Yeah. Um which historically is kind of nauseating and like appalling that it was just like um we paid native people from the Bahamas in nothing and forced them to work 80 hours a week and then we left. Like you should have been killed. That's uh <laughs> That right there, if you had gotten your head cut off, I would have been like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> You don't, we can't go backseas on slavery and be like, it's not a big deal. It was an accident. Like, no, it was slavery. <laughs> Historically, that's pretty bad, dude. I, <laughs> you you gotta pay the people. This is a conversation where I don't have to say anything because you already said enough for me. I just appreciate everything you just said. It's really bad. Like, it just, the context of it. And then, like, there was this woman that did the catering for it. And she was like, yeah, I had to spend all of my life savings on my pe- uh, like on my workers. Like, they worked round the clock for weeks, and I didn't see a penny. And she's like, so uh, I had to empty my life savings to pay my friends. And I'm like, you're a good person. That's horrible. You know what I mean? It's like, geez, this is the people that you screwed over. Like, this poor woman who dumps her life savings on you and then sees nothing. And I'm like... Yep, because they were, like, talking about how they had to, like, hide in cars to escape the island because there was an angry mob. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, sounds about right. That's what happens. Okay. C- You're a monster. Cutty, I'm going to have to cut you off, man. We need to do the show. No, I want to I we, talk about this. We've had fun time, it friend time. It's time to do the show now. <laughs> I've been putting disclaimers okay, up to, like, actually show when the um, role for initiation <laughs> starts because, like... Initiative, not initiation. Initiative starts because we talk for so long at the beginning that it's just like a normal friend podcast, and then we talk about weird nerd stuff halfway through. <laughs> That's what this has become. It's like I don't, I don't mind friend podcast nerd. <laughs> so you ready to roll? For- okay, so there's going to be I, a time paradox in these episodes, but last week was the episode where Cody did um, It's Raining for Years and Years, and I did The Biblical Apocalypse. So this week is um, 2,000 years into the future, and I'm going to go ahead and roll. Correct. Okay, what do you get? Two. Okay, well, I got <laughs> 10 more than that, so I'm going first, as always. Have fun going first, Drew. I always go first. That's just my thing now. There's like a 10% chance I gotta go stick a pacifier in a baby's mouth. Nope, he's back. Ah, 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 ah. He's dolphining. We'll see. <laughs> he's dolphining. Well, he's in a sleep sack, so it's like a baby straitjacket, and he's just like... You put your baby in a straitjacket, dude? I'm putting him in less of a straitjacket now than I did when he was first born. When they're first born, you literally wrap him up like a burrito. Yeah, dude. Baby burrito. Okay, so I'm about to go. It's my geography time. Okay, go. Okay. Welcome... Volunteer 06728 to Cryolabs. Yes. The world's leader in yes. cryogenics. The environment Do a voice the whole time. of degradation and the current world leaders choose to ignore these signs. We at Cryolabs are one of many scientific facilities working on a way for humanity to survive our intimate destruction. We believe that If we freeze life and store it away, then despite incoming disasters, humanity can survive and rebuild. 
you are among the first group of humans to subject human subjects to test this equipment. Please step into the cryopod. You listen and step into the cryopod. The pod door automatically shuts behind you. Thank you. Not to alarm you, but this machinery is still being tested. The survival rate for the cryogenics testing is less than 40%. Good luck, Volunteer 06728. What? No! You begin banging on the pod door, trying to find a way to escape. Nothing budges. You feel the air get colder, and things begin to fade to black. What feels like moments later, the warmth begins to return to your body. Thawing process initiated, says the robotic voice from before. You slowly become aware of your surroundings and move to leave the pod. On the outside, the facility you were in seems much larger than before, and there are now thousands of pods in the room with you. The pods line walls that seemingly go on forever as you were stored into as if you were stored into some archive of human bodies. Your pod is part of a cluster in the center of the room. The lighting is very dim, seeming as if only emergency lighting is on. You notice the pods are resting in a few inches of water and the ceiling seems to be leaking. You exit the pod, but your body is still weak from being frozen. Looks like we've got a live one here, you hear a voice call out. You struggle to regain control of your body when you see a man descend from the lofted ceiling on a rope to greet you. If you don't want to spend the rest of your life here, I suggest you come with me. You grab his hand, and together you both ascend the rope and make it to the outside. Outside, you see a partially ruined city, completely flooded out. The exit of the building that used to be cryolabs is completely submerged, meaning your only way out was the roof. Around you is a vast blue seascape and a large metallic ship. The ship looks more advanced than anything you have ever seen. Where am I? What planet is this? Um, Earth? I guess not all the ancients we find are smart. This is Earth year 4019. Forward by the news that it has been 2,000 years you take in your surroundings. All around you is a vast ocean with only the tops of buildings sticking out from under the water. I've been down there for 2,000 years, huh? What happened to Earth? We really don't know that much, and that's why we explore all these ruined areas, to figure out what happened and why we were left here in this state. Come along with us and we will go back to headquarters. You travel with the explorers in their ship that glides over the water with ease. Along the way, you see many islands, but for the most part, the Earth seems to be completely underwater. Finally, you make it to a giant artificial landmass that seems to be their base. Here is where you sit down with their leader to talk about the Earth as it is today. And that's the end of my first part. Cool. I went, I went I, uh, with Waterworld. I, I feel like it... I was going to say, I feel like it's a mix between uh, Waterworld and Fallout. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say, actually. That's a very good assessment. I, I got that vibe. All right. So uh, I'm going to do my geography. Uh, well, I guess I'll... I'll start with the name of my world, and then I'll do my geography. Well, your world should be Earth, since the you world told didn't... me I had to do Earth 2,000 years in the future, so... Okay, this is Earth. The title of my description of a world is called Dust and Beauty. Oh, okay. Subtext, the world didn't end, it evolved. Dust and Beauty. I feel like we went opposite directions. Yeah, man, it's like, it's supposed to be misleading as, you know, it's like a... Okay, just go. 
It's a title that has tension in okay, it, I'm, you know, because it I'm seems so, like I'm sorry, two things Cody, that are just opposite. Go, just go. No, it's fine. Do you want me to explain everything about yes, my world? Yes, that's part Is of the like show where you explain everything about your world. All right. The world has no water on it. It's the opposite <laughs> of your world. <laughs> um, it is completely dry and barren. The sun rises and sets over a world that is nothing more than dust. The dust is light and powdery and seems and completely universal. So all across the land, there is this light, fluffy powder of dust. Um, as far as the eye can see, there is no geography left to differentiate the world. Um, there is still an atmosphere. Gravity still works. Everything's still there. But it has just simply been rendered nothingness in terms of geography. It is a flat, blank, empty plain with literally nothing there. And that is the surface of the world. That's my first section. That's that's all you got? That's all I got. It just reminds me of the great like salt desert right now, where it's just white from all you can see. Yeah, basically, it's just a little bit puffier. Like, I imagine if you stepped on it, you'd sink in probably so up to your ankles. So it's more like snow, but like... not, like, cold? Yeah, okay. right. I mean, it's completely uniform. Like, 100%, there is nothing. But a light coating. I really of hope dust. that's like your whole world. It's like, yep, world's done. Nothing's left. The end. <laughs> Just, that's that's my world, guys. We're we're all done. You can go home now. You can go home now. That's that's not my whole world. It is supposed to be a little bit okay. of a cliffhanger. No, I, I do really like that. I I mean I like I like the visual of just like you know from all you can see is just nothingness. But you know I'm kind of crazy up there. <laughs> It's pretty purgatorial. You do you do a lot of purgatorial worlds. You know that. And at first, when you start up with the dust <laughs> thing, and you said there's no water left. I'm like, is this just your land world? Like t- ten years after the. No, this is this is not that. Okay. It's very different. <clears throat> okay. So here's my next section. I am Captain Han, leader of this vessel, the Wind Serpent. Gotta get in snakes every single time. <laughs> we are one of the many crews on Earth. Our main purpose here is to explore and find out our history. We don't know much of what happened in the past, just that we are the only ones left. We hunt beneath the surface to find technology that will help further our societies. That is how we built this vessel and the machines we use for exploring under the seas. From what we know, Earth was not always covered in water like this. It seems like some disaster drowned the whole world. Most of the land is submerged, but there are many islands that still exist. There, we have found many animal species that were spared by the waters. They seem to have strived in the absence of man, but there are some that are hostile to man being heavily mutated from what we believe are the remnants of nuclear plants. The fallout section of this part. <laughs> we stay <laughs> we stay <laughs> in the water and seldomly hunt on land due to the dangerous animals. Some crews have small farms, but we mainly find our source of food in the waters. The islands have many useful resources, but not very many stores of information, which is what we are usually looking for. We mainly eat fish and process the algae and seafood for food. We have many fishermen who go out and seek fortune through food and return to create the best meals for us. As our ship travels, it sucks in algae and seaweed for us to eat. Though despite the water being safer, the safer option for us, the water hosts some hostile creatures that have evolved due to radiation. We have te- but we have technology and weapons to survive them. As you can see, the sky is pretty clear, but we do have storms and other bad weather. 
A lot of the weather is calm, though. It seems like the world is all stormed out after completely flooding. Our weather is generally warm and sunny. It does not get cold. Using the temperature scales from the past, I would say things don't get too much colder than 70 degrees Fahrenheit. We've been going on expeditions day and night to find out the truth. We also search to find materials that will help continue living here. I have store, stores of data that you can look through, but if you don't mind, we would love to have you join us in finding out our past. And that's the end of my second part. So it's just, you know, like they live in these giant vessels. Um, there are some crews that like they go like deadliest catch style, try to find like the best fish to make food for. But usually they just, you know, fish around the vessels, collect the algae and seaweed and other like plants from underwater and eat that but yeah so that's technically my flora and fauna cool okay um my flora and fauna is actually at the end um as you can guess there's no flora and fauna in the world as there is nothing (laughs) um so there's there's a section on it at the end so anyways um i just want you to know that like the first word of this section is hindsight and I spelled it H-I-N-E space S-I-T. <laughs> hindsight. It's not, it's not how you spell hindsight. Hindsight. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, jeez, dude. Hindsight is funny. Every new technology, every step forward that humanity took, we always thought it was the new revolution, the thing that would really change everything. Looking back, none of them are going to matter except one. And that will be the only thing that mattered in all of human history. I bet 2,000 years ago, people won't e- or I bet 2,000 years from now, people won't even remember how this happened. Who remembers who wrote the first letter? Who lit the first fire? Or who made the first wheel? Either way, we have made all of that obsolete. We have learned to talk directly to an atom. For years, we have been addicted to the notion that connection to computer simulations is what's going to save the world. AI, smart things, networks, drones, we've tried so hard to simulate life, but I decided to learn how to talk to life. I cannot be too harsh, all of these advancements up to this point gave us the canvas for our intention, or our invention, sorry. That wasn't a typo, I just can't talk. This will change everything. If only I can convince everyone that this is a good idea. How will I explain to them that what matters more now is a calm mind, otherwise it'll never work? Really, the problem now is distribution. Should I infect everyone? Should I give people a choice? What is a mind when matter... What is a mind when... Ugh. Come on, mate. You got oh, me. sorry. You have What me. is a mind when matter... <laughs> sorry. What is a mind when matter can be molded? What is our body even worth after this? What will the earth be when it becomes nothing but an expression of will? In the short term, what do we do when not everyone has this ability? I've seen horrors. We've been terrible to each other. We've killed each other. This new discovery will make that easier, but it also, but it might also make it impossible. Really, the only problem is distribution. You've you've got society me. You have me hooked. Like I am in I am in this. You always <laughs> do this, right? Like make a stock standard world, and then you just create something that's just so mind blowingly interesting. 
and I'm hooked. I'm sitting here, it's like, this is a show I run, but I'm sitting here just like listening to a podcast, just excited about what's going to be said next. <laughs> so I'm guessing like the person... I, I went, I went yeah, weird on this weird, world, it's always so, good. I yeah. appreciate when you go weird on these. That's not true. That's not true, Jordan. Well, Dolphin that, World see, was Dolphin weird. World that was terrible. specifically going weird. The ones where you specifically go weird have been the best ones. Uh, there have been yeah, good but, and bad ones of those. So, so I'm, I'm not going to pat myself in the back too hard. To kind of just like break the mind down into matter. Um, the way I word, I no, guess no, I could you, give you a little bit more description. So this guy, no, 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 it's that's that's fair. No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give anything away of this next section. So basically, this is current yeah, day. Yeah. What I'm what we just read oh. is now. Not 2,000 years in the future. This guy's basically on the cusp of, like, a giant leap in technology yeah. of some sort um, that has been made possible by, like, the free-flowing of information. So, basically, my notion here was everyone imagines a future of technology where, like, computers become sentient or computers become this or computers become that. It's, yeah. like, the thing to think about. And I'm like, well, what if it's not computers? Like, what if in 2,000 years, computers are obsolete? The notion of a computer is obsolete. So this guy is basically on the edge of figuring that out and realizing, like, this is going to change a lot. It is going to change everybody. How do I get it to everybody equally? Because, and the next section you'll find out what it is, but, like, that is going to determine a lot about what happens in society is how people suddenly gain access to this thing. Okay. Distribution. Okay. Yeah, no. Again, you, you've got me hooked. Oh, and, and what I called it was talking to an atom is kind of how yeah. I described no, you, this. You, you've got me hooked yet again. <laughs> Screw you, Cody! I don't know. If we ever do stories based off a of co-host world, I think I've got that one in the bag. But who knows if we'll be doing that anytime <laughs> soon. Wait, is that part of the weird time Continuity shift of these episodes? Time paradox. <laughs> <laughs> no one will know what I'm talking about until next episode. <laughs> okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> There's like... Oh, okay. Anyways, here's my... So I did society current, and then I'm going to explain the history at the very end. So... Okay. The culture now on Earth is much different than you remembered back in 2019. There are significantly less people, and the divide between countries, race, religions, sex, and ethnicity don't seem to exist anymore. On your vessel, the Wind Serpent, there are many diverse people, but it doesn't seem to matter in the least. Everyone sees each other as people rather than by their color or ethnicity or even sexuality. It is a nice change from the political climate you remember. Each vessel is run by a different captain, but for the most part, the vessels either cooperate or simply just pass each other. Each vessel works as one connected colony, as if they were a family. There are those who cook and clean, those who navigate, those who repair, those who build new equipment, but most importantly, those who hunt down information and those who decipher that information. Usually, the vessels share what they find with each other, but there are those who hoard that information to themselves. They believe that they can either use the information to find materials to create new weapons or find secret stores of treasure beneath the surface or on the islands. Being from the past, you know that such treasures do exist. Some may have even survived the flooding. 
These rogue crews, or pirates as everyone calls them, fly no banner and attack even if not provoked. Always gotta throw in some pirates because I love a good pirate. They are ruthless and dirty human <laughs> beings seeming only to care about themselves and their vessels. In your time in the future, you have heard of a few vessels that have been wiped out by pirates, which is why your vessel has been focusing on building more weapons in order to fend off pirates. The main job you have been working is exploring the ruins under the sea with a small team and then deciphering your findings. You, you and many teams have been traveling far beneath the seas to find more information and technology. You have recognized some of the areas, though a lot of them are far more advanced than you remember. It seems like your whole entire world was washed away. You have found remnants of other cryolab facilities, but like the one you were in, power has shut down and there are very few survivors. The survivors that are found are usually taken in and given decently special treatment, as they know about the worlds of the past. The pirates seek these ancients, as they call them, in order to gain the upper hand in exploring. Information is even tortured out of these ancients, even though it has been hundreds of years since cryolabs stopped taking in people. You, of course, are one of the oldest ancients, being one of the first volunteers for cryolabs. Other ancients that you have met in passing know a lot more of what went on. Together with them and the info that you have found under the water, you have begun to put events together in order to discover what happened to your lost world. And that's the end of my society current. Like I said, always have to have a pirate. In I like it. it. I like me a good pirate. Hey, pirates you know, are also pirates good are cool. villains too, because like they have no rules, so it's just they're always good. I like pirates. I feel like yeah, they're the perfect anti-hero. You know just, what I mean? It's always fun to write a pirate. I've done. I think I've done pirates like three or four times now. I like pirates. I mean, look, you know, the setting that I'm like kind of working on for an RPG. It's it's basically just space hey, pirates. The hey, game. So, hey, but, uh, yeah. also if you. If I am allowed to like Skype in and be a part of that RPG, I would totally do that. <laughs> like, the... <laughs> we could I have you in on a couple plus, episodes. That'd be fun. Uh, pirates, pirates. I can send you the books. You can make a character. Are you once writing the books, the books? Are written? Oh, that's freaking awesome. Yes, kind of. We'll, oh yeah, we'll I guess we haven't talked the... about that. We'll yeah, talk about I'm writing an end, RPG, so. kind of. <laughs> um. All right. So here is my society current. A young girl stands in a purple glow. Light radiates from her clothes that shift and sh that shift and shimmer. She skips and jumps through the radiance, ground growing and falling beneath her feet. We live beneath an azure sky. Cut stones and floating lights illuminate a city. A city that grows and flourishes and changes and evolves every moment. It's simple now that we learned how to speak directly to the fabric of reality. The ability is hard to describe. How did people live before they could tell the world what to be? Historians tell us all these crazy stories about these things called tools. It's nuts. You have to hit a rock to make it become different rocks? Why would people do that when they could just tell the rocks what to be? Or even odder, the idea that people would make fake rocks that they could tell what to be. Did you know that people used to die when they didn't want to? Our historians say that people didn't know how to didn't used to know how to tell themselves not to die. But it's just so easy. It's hard to tell much about what was there before we could talk to matter, because most of the things now have been told to be other things. It's confusing. Yes. 
enough about that. I'm excited for today. We're going to the surface to sing and build. Nothing is better than going to the surface. Our city here is beautiful and growing, but I like the freedom to build something terrible knowing I can just make it dust again. No pressure to be good or perfect. Today we fly and make things... Oh, today we fly and see how many new things we can make. So the notion is that the new invention that this guy made was basically the ability to, with thought, just change what atoms are. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, and that's really freaking like, cool. I don't want this. T- I don't want this to be water anymore. I want it to be a rock. But then that just to the extreme of intuitive use, which literally means that nothing matters. Yeah. Like it, it's again like the notion is that it would be something so different it's hard to understand so what does it matter if the whole world is flat dust when you can just make it not that at the snap of a finger what does it matter if someone attacks you and you can just make that not them attacking you anymore um so again hard to describe (laughs) um and a weird idea but if i was to imagine a future where it's like well what would make us not need a computer like well what would make us not need anything it's like you need food you have food better yet you're just not hungry um, but then the other flip side of that is like in the section above, I was talking about how like what's needed to make this work is a calm mind. So if someone's like angry or distraught or confused or afraid, they can't do it. It's like requires concentration. So if and, your like, psychopath is cloudy, clear. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. It's like a clear and focused will is what makes this function. So that becomes a requirement just to survive. But it's that simple. It's being clear-headed means you can just give yourself whatever you need or stop something so i would not survive in this world. so (laughs) well not i mean but that's where the guy above is talking about he figures out how to do this right and then it's like do you force everyone to have this ability and trust that they won't abuse it do you give it to some people and hope they don't use it for power and so that was kind of the two thousand years ago this guy deciding how to if he should basically force another step in human evolution, like should he make us basically not humans anymore? Um, and it's kind of like up to you to decide what he did. Like, did he, how that rolled out? But that was kind of the dilemma at the time is, you know, like imagine someone trying to fight with a person that could just make like everything disappear and turn to dust. Um, everything did disappear. It's kind of a doctor. And were you about to say Dr. Strange? Because I was about to say that. Oh no, 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 no! Uh, uh, Doctor oh, Manhattan yeah. from well, like, uh, just Watchmen. The, the ability to like change matter was what reminded me of Doctor Strange. Yeah. So now it's like humanity's not extinct at all. They're flourishing. They just choose to yeah. live underground because it gives them more ability to just create and morph. And what's left on the surface is a shell of yeah, dust because they can change that, that shell of to dust. They want. Yeah. Right. And it's just kind of like understood that that's like the blank canvas to go have fun on. So for like a child who has this ability, it's exciting to go up on the surface and just make everything, you know, and just experiment and fly around because it's not risking any damage to something that really matters. Um, Or that's like made effort put like that effort has been put into. So like the city that she lives in, right, they don't do that. It's more like thought out and effort put into like making something but beautiful but upstairs when you go up on the surface it's just like do. yeah do whatever it's a sandbox which is why it's just all this yeah, light no, dust this is a really cool um so world. that it so that is society current I, like crap this is such a cool world 
I also wanted something optimistic, like uh, you know what I mean. I just I just wanted something that seemed hey man, happy. I did mine decently optimistic. Or, All of the politics of today have been washed away <laughs> in the water. <laughs> And I like straight up said that. It's like nothing like that matters anymore. No one's judged by race or ethnicity, sexuality, sex, like age. Nothing matters yeah. because when everything's washed away and you start over anew, what matters? Who cares what color you look like? Well, and also when you need yeah, to survive, like, like, it's, like, it's not a who luxury. Who cares what you, you look like anymore. if you're all trying to survive the same way? And right. Just, yeah. So, I mean, because. I've fallen into the trap of just, like, getting outraged by just how crappy politics have been recently. So I kind of just wanted to imagine a type of world where that doesn't exist anymore, period. Yeah. And, I mean, your world also does that, too. But I kind of Noah's arced my world because <laughs> because it's, just, <laughs> it's along the lines, like, in every, like, anime or movie, it's like, sometimes you have to wipe out everything to restart anew. And that's what I did with this. But so we'll see a little bit of society. <laughs> it's not quite like that, but we'll see a little bit of society history right now. You've been in this time on the Wind Serpent, again, snakes, for a few months and now have a clear, clear idea <laughs> of what happened in the past. Cryolabs was an underground scientific facility that was leading in cryogenics. You volunteered for Cryolabs because they were looking for ways to store human life if a natural disaster were to come and wipe out the Earth. You were deeply afraid of the degrading environment and lost hope in humanity seeing as things go worse seeing things go worse around you. Through cryolabs, you believed that you and others like you could wait the disaster out and return to fix the land after things settled down. But Cryolabs wasn't the only company like this. There were many other companies trying to find a way to survive the degrading earth. Many people even the government tried to deny climate change and a possible impending doom going as far as to call it fake news. Had to throw that in there. The average person <laughs> did not know how bad things were because the media silence on all reports were concerning the environment. After you went under for cryolabs, things got much worse. The shifts in the Earth's plate became more harsh. The west coast of America was devastated by earthquakes, but it was the resultant tsunamis that came and drowned that area. The Earth's climate continued to increase in temperature and the ice caps began to melt. Due to the shifting plates and the melting ice caps, the Earth was threatened to be flooded and humanity would be wiped out. A plan was formed in order to escape impending doom. Scientists found that Mars was a viable planet to migrate to. But one catch, not everyone can make it to Mars. Of course there were those who were guaranteed to travel to Mars, such as political leaders and always those with the power to buy their way up. Millions left, but there were those left on Earth to try to prepare for the worst. The people left on Earth buried the histories of those who left, believing that Earth would soon be wiped clean and restart new again. Being forgotten, it would leave the world free from the negative histories that bound the Earth so tightly. Cryolabs helped put people in storage by the masses, but that did not solve all the problems. There were those who believed that they could su survive the disaster and stayed outside. Um, quickly, as you saw before, like, you know, a lot of cryolabs shut down due to the flooding, so a lot of the people who went into storage just straight up died. <laughs> just, just throwing That's that out nice. there. I forgot that that was actually a big part of this story as well. <laughs> I remember, oh yeah, a lot of them did die. Um, 
So you're just bone. Yeah, but I mean, people people survive because you got you know. Anyways, the earthquake. Oh, okay, I already said that. Um, land still exists here and there, but most of mankind was wiped out. It stormed for years due to pollution, and there seemed to be no hope. But somehow, mankind survived. They began to take the land back, starting nearly from scratch. Slowly, they found materials needed to create vessels durable enough to brave the seas. Um, mankind in the past had left enough technology that could be used to restart the lands. Technology has somewhat advanced since you remember things, though this advancement is self-taught using the past as a reference. The new age scientists and engineers worked quick to understand the technology that was left by necessity, and they created these new technologies. I'm tripping over these sentences right now. No, that yeah. that's fine. I was With doing the same created, thing. You are now able to dive deeper and stay submerged for longer. There are new tools and equipments you never thought were imaginable. But of course, this is 2,000 years in the future. The starting point was much further ahead than in your time. Histories were lost, and but mankind found a new purpose. To find out who they were and what happened to make this Earth's way. Some are obsessed with these ideas. Others just try to survive. Your crew believes that when you find out what happened in the past, you can work hard to avoid these same mistakes. You've made it so far and believe that you and your new family with the Wind Serpent can strive in this new world. And that is my watery world. I like that. I, th- I think that makes sense. That, that was a good, that just was like, a nice way to wrap it up. wipe the slate clean. We have enough crap in this world. Just wipe it all clean. Well, you're quite apocalyptic, Jordan. Have you noticed, like, my last few worlds have all been about the destruction of the Earth and, like, everything going to crap. Like, I had the biblical apocalypse. I just I just have had so many just end of the world. I had tragedy world where, like, the king's like, oh, no, screw this, and he cursed his own thing. Like, everything is just sad recently. And I remember at the beginning of the show hey, making Jordan, fun of you for doing, like, me- the sadness in every episode, but I'm just doing, like, wipe it all clean. Wipe it all clean. I'm going to go ahead, though, Jordan, and say at least you didn't make a world where you rhymed B with B every sentence. Me and he and flee. I I mean, I... Oh, by the way, so I I spread the word about our podcast quite a bit. And um, one of the Twitch streamers I've been talking to, he actually really liked that world that you did. Like... He he thought that was a really oh, did good he? world. So. I'm glad. <laughs> Shout out to Theo Ripper. You can follow him at Theo Ripper at twitch.tv. Hey, Theo Ripper, you're my favorite person that's listened to this podcast because that world was super fun to do, and I enjoyed torturing <laughs> oh Jordan gosh. with it. I was literally cackling to myself while writing that world, and I'm just like, he's going to hate did. it. I yes. every second of it. I knew once I started, I'm like, oh, this is going to be so annoying. He's going to have to sit through all yeah, of it. Yeah, I, I hated every second of it. <laughs> but you've redeemed yourself. You've um, redeemed yourself. All right, Jordan, you ready? A little bit. Have and, I? Unless you start well, rhyming good. the again, then you've redeemed yourself. I, there's no rhyming at the end of that this. And so if there is, it's an action. I have been temperature rhyming for the rest of this episode. Like, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Too hard to do that. Writing oh, an iambic yeah, pentameter really is not hard. easy. I've tried it. It's hard. <laughs> uh, I don't have. Well, okay, we don't have yeah, to get into my feelings really on don't. Shakespeare. I feel like I've already said something mean about him on this podcast, and I can move on. All right, Jordan, you ready for me to finish this thing out? Yep, yep. Re- ready to be done? The most peaceful minds sometimes stay on the surface for days or even years, calm and quiet. First, there is water. 
Water that rises and falls in an endless loop. Storms come and go. The ground changes all on its own, shifting and breaking, splitting and sliding. Then something happens. They grow a new thought. Something small and usually green. Grows and grows. Splits and grows. Then they make a new thought and new minds. Things that can move until a whole forest is told to be from nothing more than dust. It's magical to watch these calm people slowly building new life and watching it grow. Wax, wane, and become dust again. The exercises keep taking longer and longer, growing more and more independent. Soon we will leave them to grow on their own. So animals animals and plant life really don't exist right now. Um, basically all that exists are these people that gained the ability to talk directly to matter. Um, but they're starting to kind of figure out how to make like simple life, like plants and trees and then letting those grow and then eventually putting like simple animal life on it and growing those. Um, so it's kind of like an ongoing process. It's like what the most, like, like I said, like calm and focused minds spend their time on now is trying to see how far they can get something like that to grow and how little influence they can have on it and see if it keeps going and doesn't just fall back to nothingness. Um, and that's kind of the idea of soon they'll let it grow on their own. So like right now plants and animals exist, but only temporarily, but they're working on that. So, and that is my last section on so flora and fauna. What <laughs> happened to the world that is just like did something happened that now they're living underground and everything's dust? Or no, no, it's it's entirely a but choice. Like um, dust. So they prefer did to live underground. Everybody gain this power and go underground. Yeah, they just or did something happen where some people got wiped out. No, I wouldn't say that people got wiped out. Again, like if you consider the notion that you can tell matter how to be formed, what does it mean to get shot? Mm-hmm. Like. You know what I mean? It it wouldn't mean anything. What does it mean for a bomb to so fall on you? Nothing. Everybody has you just, this power. It's not there anymore. You can talk directly to matter. Yeah, yeah. But then, um, aren't there people who? And are as far as like the living evil? underground, does it evil still exist? Well, what would that mean? Again, like the only people that can do oh. this have to have a calm mind, okay. or they like so, like kind of, but it's almost so, okay, self-regulatory. So, so in this, with um, the way it's written, is it kind of like an avatar where some people can bend and other people can't, but they all live underground? No, I imagined. I imagined everyone could. The, the living underground is is simply nothing more than they wanted so, to make the so sky how they wanted to bend. look. Every single person. Yeah. But evil doesn't yes. exist. I mean, I didn't say evil doesn't exist. I said that you had yeah, to be you can like be calm, calm and peaceful, and peaceful and in your mind to be able acts. to do this. Uh, peaceful and evil seem to be kind of at odds with Didn't each other. Did you watch Psychopaths? The the like I would main say vi- that, the main villain in that uh, like was calm enough to keep his psychopaths like at a you know he seemed normal but he was freaking murdering people. But again, what's a malicious act? What does that mean? Th- try, try to imagine how someone could kill somebody else. I get th- it's 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 a it's a good concept, but like that's part that my mind can't quite wrap its mind around. Well, and that's kind of like the point of it, sort of, is that it's not supposed to be easily comprehended because it would okay, be like trying to explain to a cave building over a here. Jeez. <laughs> oh, you have to be smart to get this, Jordan. Well, yeah, You're not I as mean, smart as I am. No, I'm. I'm saying it's supposed to be impossible to understand. Okay, I get it. Like I'm not, I'm not the, the smart enough for your you know, world. Like, I wouldn't survive stuff... your world because I'm not smart enough and I'm not calm. That's. I just don't think there would be people that yeah, don't but survive. That mean, okay, you know what? we're done. I, I'm not going to get it. Esoteric world I'm builder just over saying. here. 
just like think about the historic context of trying to explain to a peasant why kings I, don't need to oh, exist. Oh, so now I'm a peasant. So now, so now, so now I'm no, a peasant. No, I'm not Cody. saying you're a peasant. So what I'm, I'm saying is, what I'm saying is that <laughs> the point of it was to try to make something that's difficult to uh, to imagine. That was like the idea, because two thousand years also, in the future I- is hard to imagine. Um. But no, and then as far as why the world is dust is like nothing more than convenience because you could walk up and make it not dust uh, and then it's not no, dust I like, anymore. So anybody, so anybody at so any they just put it back to a blank slate and do whatever they want, or is it like regulated? Um, I mean, uh, it's regulated in that like having children is regulated and like somewhat just because society does that, people form communities, communities have patterns, but it's not like a hard and fast rule where you're going to get punished because what are they going to do? Put you okay. in jail? What's a jail? I walk out I, of jail. I, know, I just like if I lived in this world, I would just be going up to the surface all the time and just be like creating just whatever, just whatever twisted things will exist in my mind. Right. I mean, like that's that's why this little girl's so excited like, about it. That, like, that's the part that fun. I understand it's about your like, world. For that's them, the part that like... I would love to be a part of. Just being able to just you have a giant sandbox and everything that exists in your mind can exist outside of your mind. Finally. Well, right, but then, like, you know, imag- like even imagine what happens with creative, at- like, works now. It's like, yeah, like, kids like scribbling yeah. random stuff on a piece of paper, right? So they can do yeah, that that's what I'm saying. up I on the surface. Really, anyone can. Like, go for it. But then, like, the older you get, it's like, man, it would be really cool to be able to play in a band, though. And that requires, like, more work and more effort and more, like effort put towards it and more people working together which is kind of what the city is is like it's organized it's a cohesive thing that is constantly growing and being built but it's being built by a lot more people that are all working together on it so it requires more work and more effort it's slower but that's why it's more cohesive whereas the surface it's like go nuts because we're going to turn it back to dust at the end of the day so it's an etch-a-sketch it's kind of supposed to be two different sides of creativity. You know, there's like the part of creativity that's smashing plates and there's the part okay. of creativity no, that's I, Overall, I like it. After our like esoteric conversation where I just didn't get it and I'm apparently a peasant. But other than that, <laughs> I don't think you're a I, peasant. No, I, I'm just I, trying I, I to got like, what you meant, but I don't I know. Like, like my notion was what it. if these things. Right, I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> roll for the next world really quick. And it's number 13. Which is the next teen, sorry, the next hit teen dystopian drama. <laughs> Jordan, I feel like we should have a guest on this episode. Yeah, no, like someone I, else I, from the I Wandering Gamer Network. I was Network. talking to Zach and Caitlin. I think Caitlin will be a good guest to have on there. <laughs> I mean, Jordan, at some point, like, do you think we sound convincing? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay but yeah no, that's gonna cool. be a really good episode i'm excited for my world and maybe you'll do some weird like dancing in the desert jordan how do you know about your world already is it like you knew that you were gonna roll that you well cheater. no it's i didn't cheat first of all i write all of these worlds weeks in advance <laughs> no one has to know <laughs> yeah i have 20 worlds continuity error okay time paradox <laughs> Uh man, I do wish that I had twenty worlds done at any given. Yeah, that would be amazing. Is, uh, not the I mean, case. I I did write. I've been doing a lot of writing. But anyway, speaking of writing, so tell me about this. Um, just really quick before we end, tell me about this. Um, 
RPG you're writing. Yeah, so it's uh, it's like misleading to say that I'm writing an RPG. I'm I'm using Powered by the Apocalypse and writing a setting for an RPG and then adapting some of the rules to fit. So um, by setting, do you mean you're writing the world it's, or it's just the story? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, like an RPG, right? You're not really writing a story, kind of. You're writing a setting for a story to happen in. And then once I'm done with that, I'm going to play Powered by the Apocalypse-esque game with my friends to finish the rest okay. of the story. Um, but it's called, well, it was called Galactic Pulp. Now it's called Outlaws oh, Wanted. That sounds, cool. um, and Dude, that sounds really cool. The I, Yeah. Yeah, Outlaws, Outlaws Wanted is a way better title that I wrote in, like, the preface, like, the intro of the game. Like, the last line is Outlaws Wanted, and I'm reading through it, and Caitlin was like, Outlaws Wanted is a better title. And I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> delete, 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 Outlaws Wanted. Yeah, no, that's um, a very good title. But the reason it was originally called Galactic Pulp at first was... The, the idea is, my first thought was, what if a space marine met a Starfleet officer? And so it's like, in a galaxy that's infinitely big and infinitely growing, everything would exist. So, like, Starfleet in some form exists, but so does, like, Warhammer 40k, and so do Jedi, and so does all this other stuff that exists in all these sci-fi movies. So it's kind of supposed to be about, like, all of these factions meeting and conflicting with each other. And I mean, they're not literally Star Trek and Warhammer, but that's kind of the in- loose inspiration for like yeah. the different factions in the galaxy. Um, and the reason it's called Outlaws Wanted, it's it's basically about like a galaxy that collides with itself and starts warring over like all of its borders. And the outlaws are people are all deserters from these factions, people that like, you know, ran away or fled or quit or, you know, were treasonous or turncoats that have then banded together in an attempt to just, like, help people that are forgotten in the midst of all of this conflict. Um, So, like, when the world's torn apart and people are warring with each other all the time, it's easy to forget just, like, hey, there's, like, a colony over here starving or there's people living unjustly. Outlaws are the people that come and try to, like, help them. You know, they're... But so, so it's a lot like right? the they're dark matter serenity type of crew. Um, yeah, except it's made up of, like, one of our players is absolutely going to be like a, I have built in power armor space Marine, but he quit for some reason. Okay. Um, so it's just supposed to be kind of like pulpy and, uh, kind of a lighthearted space that adventure. That sounds extremely fun. And if there's any way I can be a part of it, that'd be cool. But I understand if I can't. No, I mean, for sure. You can definitely roll up a character and we'll Skype you in for you. It might not be like every week because Lord knows it's hard enough to make five people's schedules work together when we can all be in the same room. But we'll get yeah, we'll get no, you that, there that sometimes. That would be really cool. That sounds like a really cool deal. But um, yeah, so <laughs> I'll tell you about the later. But like I always talk about all the different things I want to be doing. One of the ones that I wanted to do fell through because things got better for me <laughs> so, so just really quick so i don't sound completely crazy i wanted to write a blog basically a horror blog based off of my sleep paralysis and nightmares but i haven't had sleep paralysis in a very long time because of all of like the medicine and stuff i've been taking to help with that so it's just like i can't jordan stop yeah, taking like, so your like, meds I can't really write a horror <laughs> blog based off this thing that happens to me if it doesn't happen to me anymore it's like i still get nightmares and stuff but i don't usually remember it because it's like that's part of the process of like getting better is trying like waking up and just forgetting about it 
So I was like, I can't, I can't write this Jordan, horror blog anymore. No. So I have like the starts of this horror blog, but I can't do it anymore because I don't have the nightmares to do it. <laughs> and it's so sad because that was like something I was like thinking of because it was such a cool idea. I had some really cool stories there. It's just like, well, now I don't have any more content. <laughs> but yeah. So, anyways, but I, I have another idea that I'm probably going to talk to you off of, um, off the cast. Anyways. Really quick, shout out, I mentioned him earlier, Theo Ripper, he also does a podcast called Analog, where they do, um, they basically review, tr- like, nerd trailers, um, comic books coming out, nerd TV shows, nerd movies, all of that stuff, and they review it, they really funny guys, um, and it's just all together really good podcast, so check out Analog, um, you can just type in Analog Heat Vision and find it, but yeah, really good podcast, really cool dude. Um, and other than that, you can check me out on something, I guess, zero zero at twitch.tv. I've been streaming Outlast 2 recently. Oh, how do you think, how do you feel about it? This is the game that everybody's told me not to play because it's, it's like, ah, it's just, it's running a lot from things. And so far it's running from, it's running from things a lot and I'm fine with it. There's like, there's things that. Yeah, it's, you're not supposed to, like, yeah, kill I mean, the monster. There's things that I just, as I'm playing, I complain about, which, I mean, it's funny to me, so hopefully it's funny to someone else, but it, it's so far, it's an okay game, Um, but I'm trying to look for more, because I'm trying to do, like, more horror games, just because that's the genre that, like, I enjoy playing all these other games on my own, and, like, absorbing it on my own, so the games that I don't usually feel comfortable playing are horror games because I don't want to like sit alone in my apartment and be scared. So streaming those are a lot more fun. So yeah, I've been going to streaming a more horror type thing because that's something that I don't want to do on my own. What? Jordan, What's up? I have to ask you something. And this might be a little bit mean, but it's it's not mean. It's just I'm curious if you've seen the movie. Have you seen have you seen the Meg? No. Oh, the Meg? We talked about the Meg. Yes. Did we already I, talk I, about I, it? I forgot I if we talked that about it. it. With Mel, yeah. Did I? Did I? Did we talk about how like half of the characters are super racist? We didn't talk about that because I just glossed over that because like I just wanted to see sh- like I was sitting there just like kill, 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 kill. You can even ask Mel. You can ask <laughs> Mel. I literally like sat there quietly under my bed, like kill them all, kill them all, kill them all. <laughs> <laughs> Because they all sucked. No, but come on, Jordan. The, the character DJ, whose job was to explain things, not swim, and say everything in rap. Really? Cody, that was the we character need to that this we episode, got. But I agree with you on that. But I, I actually, I really enjoyed the Meg <laughs> because it was just so stupid. I had, I had fun, but it, it was, was so dumb. dumb. We oh said that in like, email afterwards. Like that was actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be because it was so dumb. Okay, it, dude, it just didn't even try. Over. It was just like, we're going We're done. Fully we're going stupid. home. It's over. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Talk to y'all later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>